Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I, I thought there was more stuff. Oh, you wanted yes, more, like, more, like, more accolades. Yeah. 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 You wanted more stuff. Okay. You, you usually call me a name or say punk or something like that. So I was waiting for more yeah, stuff I'm to come. Throwing, I'm shaking it up a bit. Yeah, well, that's good. I didn't want to jump on, no, no, on my no. turn, anything like that. <laughs> okay, so um, we also have uh, the extraordinary Mr. Will Schmidt sitting to my left. What's up, Will? Hey, how are you? Good. I'm good. Uh, today we've got a crazy topic. I don't guess it's crazy. I just really hadn't thought much about it, but laryngitis. I could I could consider it to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you know a lot about this. Not really laryngitis, because what you've had is different. Well, it was, but... sure is laryngitis enough. You know, yeah. laryngitis can just be, It just hey. lasted for seven years. Right, yeah, it was just longer. <laughs> yeah. I was better at it than most yeah. people. I was more advanced. But, you know, anything where you can't talk or your 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 voice is... You know, painful or whatever can be a type of laryngitis. They have different fancy names they could put on top of it, and and they may say that you have some dysphagia. I can't remember yeah, what it is I, now, but they, they have other names for yeah. it. But you know, I, I I'll put myself in that. All right, cool. That is one thing that if I had, I would probably explode. As you know, mm-hmm. I can't be quiet very long. Yeah, I know. You've tried to test me before, and it doesn't <laughs> last. Uh-uh. I always lost that game as a child too. I would always lose the quiet game because I would have to speak. I would just have to. Okay, so uh, let's just say right now uh, that we have sponsors today. All of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for all the details. So, and uh, the Kick Your Fat in the Nuts book just came out on audiobook. So that could even be the book that you get for free. So we may, if you're a first-time listener... Um, we're going to talk about how to look at your own chemistry and how to figure out some things that are going on with your body today. And uh, if you don't know how to do that, then you can get that book for free so that you can learn how to do that. And we have online courses that you can check out too. But it's just kind of fun that our sponsor gives away audiobooks, and we have one, so now they can get it for free. Yeah, yeah I wish our sponsor gave away money. That would be a, that would be a better thing. Well, to, don't they to us? No. Yeah, to okay. us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's keep that. Um, so if you haven't followed us on Facebook, why not? Uh, go ahead and pull over. Whatever you're doing, stop right now and go to Kick It in the Nuts on Facebook and then we'll, uh, you know, post topics there every week about the future shows we'll be doing. And you guys can post questions that you want us to cover in that show, and we'll try to answer them. That's what we'll do. It sounds like a plan. I'm going to stick with that, and I'm yeah. going to do what you just said. Yeah. yeah. People might be wondering, what does a fat loss book have to do with laryngitis? They might. Why yeah. don't you explain that, Will? <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> so, like a lot of the other topics we talk about, when you look at your base chemistry and understand 
how to assess what's off in these key points of balance as well as your digestion, you can fix a whole lot of problems. We're not going to say like cure diseases, but that that's what happens if you do balance out your body chemistry. A lot of these symptoms... Because the body can kind of fix a lot of stuff on its own if it has the ability to do that. Yeah. So we kind of teach people how to either uh, balance the body so that it can it can function correctly or a lot of times... The body is not getting the resources it needs to function or to be able to repair tissues and make things work correctly. Um, so we talk about that a lot, and we'll, we'll get into that some today, too. Ready? Break. All right. So maybe we should just get into some questions, and then we'll kind of chat a lot about stuff. All right, Henry, and sorry for the mass emails, Henry. Uh, I was reading one of your books, and you mentioned that you lost your voice. I could not find anywhere in the book how you got your voice back. Could you let me know what you did to get it back? Yeah, so it turns out that my shoes were on too tight. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I just loosened them up. I would have thought maybe a tie or something. You just left them yeah. tight for seven years. Yeah, I left them tight for seven years. I just occurred. didn't assume that it was from the shoes and... That's not really true. But, um, so I, Henry didn't even tell us if he's lost his voice. Maybe he's just curious. Maybe he's stalking me. I don't know. I don't know. It could be any of those things. You know, you've made it when you've got a stalker. But, uh, right. That would be cool. Um, I know what you mean, Amber. So when (laughs) I'm getting Amber, that's funny. Um, Amber's our favorite person that talks to us more than anybody. So we just need more people that like us. She just needs to get laryngitis so she can shut up. (laughs) Um, okay, so with me in particular, it was a lot of things going on, and we'll talk about some different causes today uh, that you might be dealing with if you have laryngitis and things to look at, but for me, it it seemed to be uh, an accumulation of a few different things, but when you look at laryngitis, you kind of have to consider the fact that the larynx and the vocal folds and all those little things that make all that work are, uh, they're a little bit more delicate of a, of a type of tissue, really. So when that area gets inflamed for any reason, it can, uh, not only make it painful to talk, it can change the sound of your voice by, uh, those vocal folds inflaming. And, you know, the sound comes from these little folds they kind of smack together, and you can hear it by the way I'm smacking on the microphone and I get in trouble from Nina. Um, but that's kind of how it works. That's how the sound creates. So anything can interrupt that, whether those tissues are inflamed or a person can have like a nodule or polyp or something that will grow on those actual uh, tissues, and then it, the little flappy things don't hit together right, you know, because there's stuff in the way. So a lot of different things can cause trouble. But with me, it seemed to be an issue of inflammation. So one issue that I was dealing with is that I had an iron overload situation. So this happens to a lot of people, and they, they don't even know it. Um, but I had my iron checked, finally, and... My iron numbers were at the level where people will say, hey, you're going to die in just a few minutes. Like people have like heart attacks all the time uh, from iron this high. And because some people um, just have a malfunction where they will absorb more iron than they should. It happens a lot with Irish and people of Scottish descent too. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm both of those. So Me I got too. double iron. So it's kinda, I checked though. Yeah, we checked. When, I was, when we found out how jacked up I was, 
we figured we should check Kenna too since we knew she was jacked up, but mm-hmm. we thought we'd look at that. More jacked up. We thought I was more jacked up. Right. But so I took steps to start reducing that because iron is a heavy metal. And even though we need iron in our body at excess, it creates a lot of inflammation. So that was one step that I took to reduce any type of inflammation in my body. And, you know, it took me about a year to get my numbers to where they are normal. But that was about when my voice started to improve and come back. And how do you get rid of iron? You bleed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty good times. So if you're if you have a uterus or some kind of cool equipment like that, a lot of women will just bleed once a month. So a lot of women will have an issue um, where they absorb too much iron, but they never know, and it's never a problem because they have a menstrual cycle every month and they get to bleed. If you need me to stab you or anything like that, I can always help you out. There was a time where I was like, I should just get in a fight or something, like yeah. a knife fight, because right. <laughs> I could, I'd bleed a whole bunch then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to do phlebotomy therapy where I would go in and doctors would just stick a needle in me and I would bleed for a while. And then like for the next couple of days, I would just want to lie down because I was so tired from doing that. But, um, you know, that's how one way to get a lot of any type of metal overload in your body out you know people do um and your body then just makes more blood yeah your body makes more blood Mm -hmm. you drink plenty of water and stuff like that but there's not a great exit strategy for iron so if you accumulate too much um phlebotomy or bleeding you know just donating blood whatever is a is a is a way that you can reduce that aren't you donating really heavy metal blood then yeah actually um now, a toxic heavy metal will be a problem, but there's a lot of states now that allow people with iron overload issues like hemochromatosis or something, that they allow them to donate blood because then it's just iron-rich blood. And to anybody else, it's great. You know, for some people, it, it would turn their world around, people that are anemic Nick, and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, all the paperwork takes a while, and there's still are states that don't allow people to donate blood in that situation, but... Um, they are seeing that it's it's really not such a big deal, and it benefits both people, the people that need to bleed out and the people that need the blood. Um, so uh, so that's one step that I took to reduce inflammation. But I also had a hiatal hernia. So when you have a hiatal hernia, um, it can block the ability of that LES, that lower esophageal sphincter, that kind of closes. Do you want to explain how that works, Will? Yeah. So when you have enough acid in your stomach, it's supposed to trigger, or it will trigger, the less to close and seal shut and tight like a furnace so the digestion can, ha- can happen well. But if you have a hernia, there's some sort of rupture or damage to that actual tissue, and it can't seal right. Think of like a lid with a hole in it. So right. the, the contents of the stomach can get regurgitated up in the esophagus, and then you've got acid burning all through your esophagus, which causes a lot of inflammation and swelling, which I assume is what was happening for you. Right, right. And so um, that valve you normally closes, but when you get a hiatal hernia, you can kind of pull some of the stomach up in through your diaphragm because it's like a, you kind of rip a hole. That's what the hernia is. Um, so when that happens, that valve can't really close well. So I had to do work to kind of pull that down um, maybe we'll in the show notes for this show, we'll put a link to a video that kind of shows how people can do that and if you do have a hiatal hernia. But 
the hiatal hernia was causing reflux issues for me. It was allowing acid to come back up and burn my vocal cords and they would be more inflamed and couldn't talk. So fixing that issue as well as my reflux was kind of how I turned that around. So a lot of chronic laryngitis issues are a lot of the times, not always, but are very commonly some type of reflux issue. And they may not have a hiatal hernia, but they are having acid reflux and some acid is coming up and burning that. And I can't remember if anybody asked questions. Yeah, I think somebody asked a question about that. So we'll cover that more when we get to that. But those were the things that I did that helped me start to get my voice back. And it was, you know, it was six solid years of not being able to talk at all. And then a couple more. Those were the good years. Those were the good old times, yeah. Um, You know, even now it gets tired. I, I can't sing or or scream at people. I really Aww, miss screaming at I people. I know, you wanted to scream at me That would be fantastic. So um, <laughs> but so it can take that tissue longer to heal for specific people with specific imbalances. And I think that's part of what I deal with too. Um, but you can improve it and you can take steps to improve it. It just might take some work to do it. All right. Yeah, We have a whole podcast episode on the reflux issue, which you might want to listen to if you're... If you're having that and you're dealing with laryngitis, you definitely tie in together. Right. And we get, I mean, we hear from people almost daily that have improved their acid reflux through the information that they learn in our books and courses and the podcasts and stuff. So um, it's not about, you know, taking a reflux drug and just turning off the acid. There's still stuff that happens. And we'll talk about that when we get to, uh, I think it was Fred had a question about that. Joanne from Los Angeles, California. If I get sick, I always lose my voice after. Why? Yeah, so one thing that can cause laryngitis is some type of infection, whether it be a a bacterial, fungal, fungal, or a viral infection, because whatever the little bastard is that made it in your body, um, that infection can create inflammation. And if you're... Um, vocal cords are an area of your body that commonly get inflamed. Um, that can be a problem. Another issue is that up in the sinuses, you know, a lot of people have infections that kind of stay latent there most of the time. And, uh, the immune system is, is, can kind of keep it in check. You know, it's active enough to kind of keep it from flowering and becoming a beast and taking over. But if you get another cold and the immune system now has to focus on this other invader, um, then the bacteria or whatever it is that lives in your sinuses or around your vocal folds and in that uh, tissue can become more active. And then that inflammation on your folds can cause you to lose your voice. So that's pretty common. And... There's another issue that can create laryngitis that has to do with an infection too, and that has to do with biofilms. Um, Rob Wolf introduced me to this guy, Dr. Michael Ruscio. He's really cool. He's already agreed to do our next movie, The Why Am I So Sick, which is the sequel to The Why Am I So Fat. And But he talks a lot about biofilms, and we'll put one of his videos in the show notes too so you can check it out. But what happens is... Um, when we get an infection, you know, if it's in this uh, planktonic state like it is when you first get sick or you 
get an infection that is kind of in the bloodstream floating around causing havoc. So a person can take antibiotics or even an antimicrobial natural remedy type thing and they can kill that invader. But when an infection becomes chronic, a lot of times those antibiotics or whatever don't work. So what happens is they found that these bugs, usually bacterial and fungal type of invaders, can create these biofilms where they kind of have these ways to send out signals that says, hey, I'm here. I'm floating around. I'm in this body. Is anybody else around here? And then other bacteria will be like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? And then they'll chat and they'll share like meme posts. Facebook mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll friend each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so what they do is they they join each other and they create like this community that builds this film over themselves and kind of protects themselves from the immune system or other you know antibiotics or antimicrobial supplements or whatever, and so they just kind of stay there and that infection just kind of comes and goes because it's never really wiped out, so. Uh, once I learned about that, I found that a person can have biofilms in their vocal folds, vocal folds, and in their sinuses. And so, if there if there's an infection that lives in the sinus, it's pretty easy for something to happen where it'll just pop down into your vocal folds as well and cause trouble. So that's why a lot of people will have issues that show up every three or six months. You know, long ago, I, you know, when I was a kid, I would lose my voice a couple times a year for about three days. And it could have been a combination of a lot of these issues that we're talking about, but it was just a thing where it appeared that my vocal cords were a weaker tissue for me and were not being rebuilt properly or whatever. Or, you know, maybe there was an infection in my sinuses or something that, that came out. But, um, in this video that we'll put up on the show notes, uh, Dr. Ruscio talks about some supplements like there's one, uh, um, from Claire Labs called uh i can't remember what it is i'll I'll find it in a second and i'll and i'll tell you but it kind of helped to break down those biofilms so then you can use antimicrobial things to kill those infections so that can be going along that can be going on with a lot of people too especially if you lose your voice when you're sick a lot you can might want to investigate do i have some type of biofilm infection in my sinuses or in my vocal cords that kind of lays latent and comes back when i'm sick I know a lot of people like from being a singer and stuff in shows that they'll lose their voice, they'll go get steroid shots in their throat, and then like magically two hours later they'll have a voice. But the steroids are killing your liver and doing so much damage. Or yeah, and well, they're they're helping to reduce the inflammation. Cause I had eczema in the past, and the doctors prescribed steroids, and I was like. Well, how does this work exactly? Like, what do these do? And they're like, oh, well, it paralyzes your immune system. Because nice. his, his hypothesis was that, if he put any thought into it, was that my immune system was overreacting to some non-existent toxin. Your immune system just being Yeah, woman. it's just being stupid. <laughs> After drama. billions of yeah, years drama. of evolution, okay. it's just being uh, a drama silly. queen, right? So the steroids stop your immune response. So there's still the thing it was responding to. Still the problem is there. But now your tissue isn't inflamed. So inflammation is the cause of the symptom, but it's not the cause of the problem. So these steroids are not addressing like some deeper, bigger issue, right? 
Yeah. Right, but that is a common thing that people do, and that will also even uh, for some other similar type vocal issues where the vocal uh, folds are inflamed, some people will inject Botox oh, into them. Um, I've heard that too for plantar fasciitis, like they they want to do steroids or Botox into your feet. Right. And so Botox is just botulism. So you can assume that I might not be a huge fan of injecting that that. into your body. But um, so but what people are doing is just doing whatever they can to reduce that inflammation so that you can kind of talk. But what we like to look at is ways to figure out what's causing the inflammation and then help your body eliminate that naturally. So you don't have to go and get a Botox shot, you know, every month or steroids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then also, are we still on Joanne's thing about when she gets yeah. sick? Mm-hmm. We have a podcast all about the common cold. So like when you look a little, if you want to check that out, you can look deeper into why are you always getting sick and like what else you can do to help fix right, that. Right, right. Because that was my issue too. I was, I would literally get sick twice a month. Mm. It was like I would have a, a week every month that was golden wow. and everything else was just lousy. It's a lot. Right. So well, there's steps you can take to improve that if you're in a similar situation and they're really not hard to do it's just about understanding why isn't your immune system functioning correctly and how to help it do that all right lynn oh wait a second interphase plus is what that supplement was that dr ruscio talks about sometimes uh to help wipe out biofilm so that you can actually kill the, the little bastards. And that's okay. that's one for like if it's in your respiratory system? Well, they, they're they finding that biofilms can exist in a lot of different places mm-hmm. and that they're using it successfully uh, in different situations. But then I also found people that were using things for biofilms in the you know vocal folds and sinuses as well. Gotcha. And you like that product heartburn free too, isn't that kind of working the same way with the orange extract or is it different? No, that's a totally different thing, but kind of similar. So if the, there's a product called heartburn free that um I use if if someone's stomach appears to be overwhelmed with bacteria, which happens when you're not making stomach acid properly. And this gets covered a lot in the acid reflux um, episode that we did. But this heartburn free is this like orange extract that because uh, we have people add HCL to their stomach and then that helps kill some bacteria if it's living there. It should not be living in your stomach because it should be a, an acidic environment. But they can kind of climb up into the mu- mucus barrier when the acid turns on and they can survive there. So this... Uh, Orange extract capsules kind of seeps into that mucus barrier and helps wipe them out a little bit better. So it's doing a similar thing. Um, I have heard other people say that it's not so much just a mucus barrier, but like H. pylori and other bacteria that live in your stomach when there's no acid are creating a biofilm too. So it could be a, a similar thing, but I don't think the orange extract would work if you shoved it up your nose or right. something. Yeah, Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Where was I? Lynn, how to minimize the time laryngina... (laughs) (laughs) You just had Laryngitis lasts. Get it whenever I get sick. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of things that people say out there. Um, They talk about, you know, honey and lemon, of course. And I, I think that some of that is that there's 
there's enzymes in the honey that can be antimicrobial and maybe that can help if there's an infection that's creating inflammation. Um, I found no relief whatsoever from either honey or lemon or any of the lozenge type things that people are, are want to use to kind of coat your throat or that type of thing. Um, some people find some relief, but then they have to use those things all the time. So I, I think that's kind of a lousy solution and I like to find real solutions. Um, other people say to do things like, uh, you know, stay away from antihistamines and, and diuretics and caffeine because those things have the ability to dry out your throat, um, which can magnify that inflammation. Uh, they also say that you can use like a humidifier. <laughs> this is great. Um, to, you know, kind of sleep with a humidifier and that, Moisture will help moisten your vocal folds and reduce that inflammation. So I did that and it seemed to help barely. Like at the time, maybe I could speak like six words a day. And if I did that, I could maybe get eight, you know, so it wasn't a lot, but I was trying anything. So I did it for weeks and the humidifier ended up making my hands like where they were drying and cracking in the day after they would get so moist. It was really a freaky thing. So somebody told me that I should get these special gloves that you wear, like you put lotion on and then you wear the gloves and you sleep and it moisturizes your hands. So I did this and, uh, and this is, I couldn't talk at all and I'm using this humidifier just to try and help it all. And then I had these, these white gloves and I was putting all this stuff on one night and then I hadn't said like any word the whole weekend. And my girlfriend at the time was there and I just said, oh my God. And she looked at me and I said, I just held my hands up like I was, cause I was a mime. I couldn't talk and I had white gloves on. And so that was so not. You found a new yeah. career. Right, so that's what I, Funny how we find our path in life. Right, right. But, um, and people just started punching me in the face cause that's what people do with mine. Which helped with the iron. Cause <laughs> right. Cause I bled. Just yeah. all like God So Henry, Henry, me. that's how I fixed it. I became a mime. I got punched. I bled. Um, but that is one other thing. But th- these things are not, I've never heard of anyone actually fixing anything from these, you know, remedy type things. It's just stuff that can kind of give some relief sometimes. But your girlfriend thought you were really sexy too in those gloves going to bed at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cracky, sweaty palms. Uh-huh. And- <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No glove, no love. <laughs> Think, things were going well at that time. <laughs> As you can imagine, that girlfriend is no longer around, yeah. so yeah. that's kind of how that worked out. Um, but the, the other thing is that um, if you do lose your voice, like when you're sick or something like that, you want to shut the hell up. Just don't talk. Just um, let it rest and let it heal because talking is the worst thing you could do for it. And whispering is even worse. Whispering actually strains your voice more than just talking. So if you do have to talk, just talk. But really get like a chalkboard or a pad of paper. You know, there was, it took me a, a year or more to figure out, oh, I can just write stuff down. I don't have to try and talk to people. And that's what I did for probably four years. Um, Aw, why would you just look at them like, uh, I mean, how would you communicate? Well, you that? wouldn't. And this is the hilarious <laughs> thing is that I would always go to the store and I would have my pad of paper if I had a question for somebody. And I would write that out. And they would always 
take 10 minutes to find a pen so that they could write oh, back gosh. to me. And I would try to tell them, I would wave to my ear like I can hear and I'd <laughs> nod my head. And they'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get your death. I understand. That's okay. why I'm trying to find a pen. Uh, you should and write, like, I can no. hear. And, and I would write, yeah. I would write, I can hear. And they'd look at it and they're like, yes, I get it. Because they're just assuming you it can says, hear. I can't hear. Uh. Um, so it, it's, it's, but it, it's just amazing how if you mime anything or gesture anything to anybody that they will assume that you can't talk and they'll try and gesture back to you or they'll talk really loud Uh right yeah (laughs) they'll talk loud and eventually i just i would just be like i just talk i can hear you're faking why are you faking why are you making this so hard for me then they want to explain they want to i can't talk i only have five uh, yeah. <laughs> and then five words left. Oh, great. Now you blew my words for the day. Moron. Like that movie, a hundred words. Just tell me where the spinach is. <laughs> Grocery clerk. Um. Yeah, I remember when you weren't talking. You know, hardly ever. We got really good at charades. Uh huh. Oh, good. I. Oh, I'm a badass at charades. Yeah, I will always want you on my team. Right. Um. But those are some of the things that can kind of help you get over it a little faster. Um. If you have some type of infection, some other things that some people have seen success with is that because uh, uh, it appears that a lot of people have fungal issues that get frequent infections like that, and um, grapefruit seed extract can be good for that. So if you have uh, if you do like a neti pot kind of thing, and if you don't have that, if you don't know what it is, it's like a little pot. You can put warm salt water in it and you stick it in one nostril and you kind of pour it in and it pours out the other nostril and don't think that it's a hot tea maker at somebody's house and then use it (laughs) right so you're basically waterboarding yourself but the salt can kind of kill an infection in your um, sinuses and in that nasal cavity and if that infection is creeping down in your vocal folds too that can help and you can even gargle with a little warm water and a little grapefruit seed extract and sometimes that can help wipe out that infection a little faster and help you get your voice back a little faster. Did you ever um, experiment with nebulizing? You know what that is? Yeah, I yeah. sure did. Yeah, because that could be a little more expensive than a neti pot, but more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, I seem to find some improvement there. And again, a lot of these things were just kind of minor where there were steps that seemed to bring down the inflammation a little bit but what I really need to do was reduce the cause of the inflammation right all right Fred but but for people that don't know a nebulizer is like this thing explain how that works yeah it's like a humidifier with a gas mask attached to it it's got like a little chamber where you can put like water or water with trace mineral drops in or even colloidal silver you can use and um, you put it you put the mask on your face and it vaporizes whatever is in the fluid and you breathe that in so like with colloidal silver it's highly antimicrobial and also helps with skin tissue regeneration they use it in hospitals it's very well verified that it does that um, and that could be a useful thing to help speed along the uh, the regeneration of the tissues and also kill microbes and infections right cool Fred from Austin, Texas. Someone once told me to lift the head of my bed by a couple of inches. Does that really do anything? It does because it you're kind of you're almost sitting up a little bit. So if someone breaks into your house, you mm-hmm. won't scream as loud. You can just point really quickly and not have right. to uh, right start popping. So that's why they tell people to do that. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really. <laughs> um, but 
it's a lot of times since uh, it's so common that people with vocal issues are having a reflux problem that if you lift the foot of your bed up, it reduces how much reflux you're getting throughout the night. But another option is to fix the reflux. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Tyra from Las Vegas. Why do people always suggest lemon and honey? What does that do? We already talked about that. Yeah, yeah, you already got ahead of that. I already jumped the... Yeah, rewind 10 minutes. Honey tastes good. Yeah. Bert from New Hampshire. I seem to lose mine for a few days anytime I'm stressed. Mm. Yeah, and that's a problem. Will, do you want to talk about how, you know, what stress really does and how that works? Yeah, I mean, it has huge impact on cortisol levels and can re it can eventually result in inflammation and there's also this other aspect of sometimes it's a mechanical thing i know from like a couple years when i tried to be a musician i did a lot of like vocal training and at first i was losing my voice all the time when i was singing so much because you have to learn to really relax your throat Mm -hmm. and for the vocal cords to work right and for you not to get like nodules and such you you have to not overly strain and try too hard. You have to learn how to like use it like an instrument where you don't like play a flute better by blowing harder. Like that's not right. how it works. So stress like you have a lot of excess muscle tension in addition to like the whole hormone impact of cortisol and inflammation that re- results from that. You also may not be using your vocal instrument as fluidly. And there's some really great exercises that can break people. Some people just talk like that, partly because of like their head position, postural imbalances, and tension that happens in the throat because of that. But there's um there's a program I did called Singing Success, like SingingSuccess.com, and he has some different exercises in there that teach you how to relax your vocal cords and enunciate without it. And one of I found like the most effective one was this almost like a it's a tongue rippling thing or a lip like motorboat kind of motion where you go either or right and then you learn to go up and down the scale like that like and it's surprisingly hard for people that if you have that tension they can't do it they're mm-hmm. like right and then you know like you're constricting your vocal cords so those kind of things can help on the mechanical end of correcting that and stress could be a part of adding to that muscular tension right and um you know even beyond that and that was something that i did in the first couple of years is i went to these like the, the best guys in the country and one of them was like 500 bucks you know a session just to work on how you're talking and all that kind of stuff um so i think that's where people go to they just assume well i must be talking wrong and I've worn it out or something, but I find that in most cases that as long as you're not a performer who's doing that a lot and really wearing it out, that it can usually heal, even if you're doing things not perfectly, because that's how the body was kind of made. So let's talk a little bit about um, catabolic imbalance and, uh, you know, because the vocal cord is cords you know it's kind of like connective tissue it's kind of that same type of thing and um when the body is in a mode where it's just breaking everything down one of the first things to go a lot of times is connective tissue and and uh the body has a hard time building that back up so for people who don't understand uh, what a catabolic imbalance is um let's talk a little bit about how that works yeah so when you're when your cells are kind of imbalanced in a way where the membranes are not as stable as they should be, which has a lot of different potential causes to it, they'll be breaking down too quickly and your body 
when it's supposed to be recovering and rebuilding tissues and such, just doesn't get into that, that recovery mode, which we call the anabolic state, which is supposed to happen on, as a nightly event where your cells are regenerating and restocking up for the next day's activities. So when people are stuck in this catabolic tissue breakdown state, they're kind of like a, a car that's always on. They're always oxidizing, they're always producing energy and oftentimes stripping their own cells for resources. So they're like ripping off the walls of the house to make more fire. Like in the right. Way, the cells are just breaking down at that accelerated rate. And because of that, because we're always putting wear and tear on our cells, if we need to constantly be rebuilding and regenerating our tissues. And if we're stuck in that catabolic state, we just don't get to that. Even if you lay down for eight hours, like it's not happening. So you got to learn how to correct that catabolic uh, state by learning what you can do to help push your body into a more anabolic state. Right, and and both states are good. We want both states to happen each day, but if someone gets stuck in one state, then they're then they're screwed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I have heard a lot of people talk about this. Some of the great sing like you know, like somebody like Aretha Franklin, who could just wail like that, and uh, you know, has concerts every night, and she's fine. Um, that a lot of times people like that are are more anabolic, and their their body heals a lot faster because they're kind of stuck in that repair mode. So they can they can handle that wear and tear a lot better. To where someone like me who gets stuck in a catabolic state much more, um, the body has a harder time repairing tissue and it doesn't get to that state as often. So that's why uh, you know we teach in our books and and we have a free four week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com that teaches how to look at your own body and figure out if you are imbalanced in that area. Uh, or since you can get the free audio book now, you can get that book in the audiobook form. So what else are we talking about? All right. I can't remember. Cherie, my mom gets this all the time. Didn't know what it was called. She always thought it was from stress. Also, how much talking do you have to do before getting croaky is normal? I sometimes start to lose my voice when I'm running a long workshop, but I usually just take that as a sign I should let my participants do more of the talking. So one thing with stress that we didn't talk about even is that stress is a is a burden on the body. So if the issue that's causing a problem for you is some type of infection that is in a biofilm or some kind of latent state in your sinuses or vocal folds or whatever, um, stress can create that burden on your body. And now your body has to deal with all the chemicals that the stress is creating. And uh, it takes focus away from maybe an immune response that was keeping this problem intact. So when a person gets stressed, then they can lose their voice. Uh, the other issue is that if a body is stressed all the time, then it's not going to be in a rebuilding mode. It's in a I am flipping out mode. I'm, I'm creating chemicals so that this person can run from a lion mode. Because that's what stress is to the body is it's... Okay, I'm going to change the way I'm functioning so that I can give this person the fuel it needs to deal with this immediate threat because that's what stress is to the body. It doesn't know you're stuck in traffic. It views this like you're having to fight for your life. It doesn't know that you're stressed because you ran out of money before you ran out of month. Right, Will? Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, stress is a big deal, not just because people say you shouldn't be stressed, but 
st- it actually causes things to happen. Yeah, it's a huge, huge amount. Ray, Ray Pete has a lot of really awesome articles about that and all. If you want to get fancy with all the biochemical hormones that get out of whack, as well as like the whole deprioritizing digestion, which can contribute to the reflux issue, and that could be another cause. So you want to look at all those different Like in your case, you had multiple factors contributing. Right. That's why it was such a big, long issue for you to correct. And, and that was even something that I had to do. That was one of the things that I did that I did, totally forgot about, is that I had to take every amount of stress out of my life. Like even... Like I remember, that's why you fired me for yeah, a short period of time? Yeah, that's why Kenna was fired for so long <laughs> because it's just a mess. But um, no, but seriously, like I remember that uh, I loved that show Twenty Four back then. Oh yeah, like, it was yeah, an awesome show. <laughs> but I couldn't watch it because I was so stressed out. Like it was such a stressful show that I completely had to stop watching it. And that's and just, how I feel watching the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do anything like that. Um, so all of those things really count. We have a whole episode that we did on stress too. And the we? thing yeah. too with Tony, I have to say, I've never seen anybody who is as you know strict and to the book, does everything correct, like with his imbalances, with anything that goes wrong with him. I mean, he is like that day, everything's gone, thrown out of the house, you know, anything that could cause a problem. So... I mean, you were probably going insane because you were doing every single thing that you thought it could right. be caused. Yeah, by. so for a lot of people to be psycho like I was for all that and time. And he was psycho. Uh-huh, and I was psycho. It was uh, it was just that I had learned that I really needed to um, put everything I could in my favor because my body was so jacked up in so many ways, um, especially after being on all the meds for so long. I mean, I was just... I have a picture that I have a before picture before I got sick, and then I have one while I'm sick, and I look like a POW. You know, it's 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 a horrible thing. Um, So I found that I just had to put everything I could in my favor, and that's what allowed my body to heal and be a human again. Well, I don't know if you're human. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know know. something else that we we forgot to talk about was. A lot of people that maybe they're in that catabolic state where they can't rebuild, but other people may also have an issue where they don't have the resources mm. to rebuild. Right. So why not, Will Schmidt? Well, if you are one of those low blood pressure electrolyte deficient people, you might fall into that category where you're just not getting, either you're not eating it because you're a Hollywood model and you've got a shoot coming up mm-hmm. soon, just like half my clientele. Or <laughs> your uh, your digestion is not effective or your diet is completely deplete of nutrients. So any of those things where your blood pressure starts to get really low and you just don't have a lot of resources to like, let alone like keep your brain functioning, your body is going to fall behind on the normal maintenance of just keeping your cells up. And you also very well could be missing some really important nutrients that are essential to the whole process, like vitamin C. If you don't have enough of that, like your cells aren't right. going to hold together well. You know, kind of got scurvy of the laryngitis, like <laughs> larynx, you know? So, yeah, I'm, but... Even And this is a really common thing to not have enough vitamin C, not only because our foods kind of deplete of the nutrients, but also because a lot of like the medications or things that people are on are depleting their body of those resources or using up the vitamin C. Or even water that they're drinking with chlorine and fluoride and stuff like that. How annoying is that? Yeah. So and humans and uh, I think uh, guinea pigs are the only mammals that don't make their own vitamin C. So we got kind of ripped off there. Mm -hmm. And it's needed in every repair process that there is. 
So um, that can be a big deal. Another problem is that if your digestion is not working to a point where you can break down the food enough to pull minerals and nutrients out of that food, then you're eating food, but your body is still starving at the cellular level. And guess what it's going to eat? You. Yeah, it's going to eat you. It's going to eat yourself, and you're going to be breaking down tissue like connective tissue, hello, vocal cords being eaten for lunch. So how are you going to repair that if it's lunch? Yeah, why are you eating yourself? Yeah, why you got to eat yourself? You Stop eating yourself. And on top of that, like, there's... You're in the penalty box. <laughs> so on top of that, those foods you're not breaking down are going to cause problems because like, there's weird microbes that will, will eat that food if you're right. not going to eat it. Fine. And they'll create lots of toxins that then your body has to deal with, which further depletes your immune system and your resources as it fights off those invaders that should have been nutrition. Right. So the big step, um, and here's a big step for you to take, is to fix your digestion because uh, you may not, a lot of people with reflux laryngitis type issues do not know they have reflux because you don't have to feel heartburn to have reflux. There's a lot of people where that esophageal tissue is changed or set up in a manner where it doesn't burn when the stuff comes back up, but it's still coming up enough or seeping up enough while you sleep that it's burning your vocal cords. So um, fixing digestion is big for that, uh, but it's also big for getting the nutrients out that your body needs to rebuild things. You can also do things like make bone broth at home because bone broth is really one of the best nutrient-rich foods we can eat because while it's stewing, all those nutrients come out of the bones and that marrow and all that stuff that we don't usually get in other foods. You know, long ago, grandmas made stew every week because they didn't throw anything away. You know, if they ate the dog, the dog tail was in a stew and it was getting turned into something that was going to be dinner. Um, not, I'm not recommending for people to eat their dog. Well, if it dies, it's well, going to waste. Don't be silly, of course. No, um, that's not a good idea. But, uh, but people ate everything. It was, it was snout to tail back then, what they call it now. Um, so making bone broth now at home, just getting some good grass fed bones, um, uh, you can get it from U.S. Wellness Meats is where I get it. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but sometimes Whole Foods will have some too. And you just make your own bone broth and you eat that and you're getting all those nutrients that your body needs to uh, repair and rebuild things that you may have not been getting before. So that's a that's one good trick that you can do right away. And it, having that as an emphasis in your diet can also really help the whole stress chemistry because when people eat... Largely, even if they're eating animal proteins, if they're eating mostly flesh foods, it promotes a lot of cortisol, and it, like just because of the ratios of amino acids and also the cortisol in the flesh foods, and collagen and gelatin really counteract that and can help reduce the stress levels and the inflammation hand in hand, as well as give you those nutrients that your body needs to make healthy cells. Because our proteins in our body are, I think, somewhere around sixty-five to seventy percent collagen. So if we don't have those essential amino acids, uh, it's your body has a harder time putting things together. Again, yeah, you can you can supplement with uh, beef collagen and beef gelatin. We like the beef kind the best. Um, we even put some in our protein powder that will be coming out later in the year. Um, 
But uh, what is the brand of that beef gelatin we like so much? That's from Great Lakes Gelatin. Yeah, yeah. They're Does awesome. that help with like skin? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, because like, you need collagen and elastin yeah. in your skin. It's, it, it's incredible. It's anti-carcinogenic. It helps with like life extension. It's it's pretty awesome. And that one is from um, pasture-raised cows in Brazil, which are kind of the top. Yeah, meat. they do it up. Yeah. They do it up right. Um, so that can be a good thing to kind of uh, supplement with, or even make yourself little, you know, jello-y treats with this kind of stuff. Not with jello treats that you'd buy at the grocery store. That's not doing the same thing at all. Oh. That's just chemicals. Right, the GMO. But Bill Cosby. He right, endorsed right. Jello. Right. Bill knows stuff. Mm-hmm. He's um, a doctor now. Mm-hmm. Right. So going back to Cherie, because it seemed like she had a question. Yeah. So that's the same type of thing that we were saying before with Aretha Franklin is, you know, is somebody talking too much when they're teaching a workshop? And sure, they, they, I don't know that they're talking too much. They're just talking beyond what their tissues can handle. Um, so if you find ways to help your body repair better, or maybe you find ways to, uh, change the way that you're speaking so that you're not creating so much stress on those cords, either one of those could bring some benefits that way. But there's not like a number of, you get this many hours, you know, everybody's very different and I, I pound it on the table again right there. Mm-hmm. We're all snowflakes. So let's review things. That was all the okay. questions, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So let's let's. What, so what are steps that somebody should take uh, if they just have a, a chronic laryngitis situation? Yeah, I think like the first thing to do is try to figure out what uh, factor or factors are contributing to your particular laryngitis like do you have an infection like you said that's maybe resistant because of some biofilms or the things you can do to help break that down and clear out the infection and is most importantly is your digestion working right are you having acid reflux symptoms and if you are go check out the free digestion course to kickinthenuts.com to figure out how to fix that whole yeah you know one thing that we didn't mention is that you may not know you have reflux symptoms but if you're burping, even just small burps after a meal, or if you get bloated, or if you're constipated, or if uh, food kind of sits in your stomach like a rock for a long time after you eat, or if you're seeing food in your stool, any of those things are strong indications that you're not producing enough stomach acid. And people get reflux when they don't produce enough stomach acid. It's not a problem of too much like we're sold uh, in advertisements. Um, that's why a lot of people that use PBIs and acid reflux drugs don't see any relief from their laryngitis. That was me. I, I started by doctors putting me on these drugs that turned off the acid. The problem is that your stomach still creates enzymes to help break down protein. And you're still getting that reflux. You just don't feel it because you turned the acid off. But as these enzymes come up into your esophagus and onto your vocal cords, those enzymes are made to break down protein. Well, that's what your vocal cords are made of, protein. And it gets even worse when you neutralize all the acid because now it's just always bubbling up and regurgitating because you never have enough acid to seal it. Right. So if you have any of those digestive symptoms, that's a strong indication that that may be the problem that is creating your laryngitis. And you can take our free course or 
um, download the audio book or the regular book and just learn how to look at your physiology to figure out what steps you need to take to fix digestion for you. Yeah. And then a couple other factors of if you're in that catabolic imbalance, which you mm-hmm. can learn, you can figure that out if you are or not by going through any of the courses of the books. Or if you are depleted of resources overall, like if you're in an electrolyte deficient, low blood pressure state, or you can also... Um, do some little tests to figure out if you're deficient in particular nutrients like vitamin C. Um, right, they have urine test strips that you yeah. can just kind of pee on this stick and it'll tell you if you're peeing out any vitamin C and if you have any mm-hmm. in the system kind of thing. And then there's also, um, you mentioned earlier, the hiatal hernia sort of massage. And how can people tell if they have a hiatal hernia or not? Well, uh, actually a chiropractor is a lot of times that understands hiatal hernia is a good person to go to if you feel like you might. But, you know, just below your breastplate, I said breast. Um, Yeah. You, right there in like your sternum, if you can press down on that and it's real sore and tender, or if when you cross your arms, if it's kind of uncomfortable to have that weight on that part of your body in that sternum area right there, um, then that can be an indication that you may have a hiatal hernia. But a lot of chiropractors are good at poking around in there and figuring out if if you have one or not. And then they can show you exercises to kind of help you pull it back down in the right place. And again, we'll put that video in the show notes so you can check that out too. Mm-hmm. But if that's an issue, that's something that has to be corrected to see improvement. So I think that's yeah. I think those are the main steps you want to look at is do tissues have the ability to repair correctly? Um, so look at those imbalances, see if that's an issue for you. And are you having reflux? That's a big one. Um, and uh, bacterial type infections? Are you, or is it a chronic situation yeah. for you? And the stress state also, mm-hmm. which we talked about cortisol and reducing inflammation as well as the muscular tension around your throat that can change the way your vocal cords articulate. And then there's also like anything that causes inflammation, which we didn't really touch on, like celiac disease and all the food sensitivities and things that can result from that. But if it's something that's going to cause systemic inflammation, that's a that's an issue too, like if it's translating to your vocal cords. Right. And something that I also did not know when I had lost my voice was that if you have those white gloves, you will get punched a few times mm. during the day, mm-hmm. but you can make like 60 bucks at Third Street Promenade. Mm. Mm. Nice. In an afternoon. <laughs> right. All right. I, my specialty was the in-the-box one. Okay. That was the I think thing that's I a lot of mines have mm-hmm. done that one. Oh, they've done that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was original. Uh, oh. It just seemed yeah, like yeah, yeah. appropriate. Okay, today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And one of those choices is kick it in kick it. Kick your fat in your nuts. <laughs> in your yeah, that's easy for me to say. Kick your fat in the nuts. Yeah, kick your fat in the nuts. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I'm probably still saying something wrong. Uh, but if you want to learn more about how to learn your own, how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. You can also head on over to Will's page, mybodyofknowledge.net, and he'll have some tips up there, too, and some videos as well. And thank you to everybody that is has been reviewing our podcast it really helps us uh, uh, move up the ranks and uh, spread the word a lot so if you heard something that you liked be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review because we, we really like you alrighty until next time bye bye